We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Summer League one and three, not that the record matters at all. Aaron, we went to Summer League last week. We made it out of Vegas alive, as alive as right. as, as alive as two two men, you know, holding on to their late prime can can claim to be. Oh um, no, I'm, I'm clearly past my prime. You're still in your late prime. I'm clearly past it. I'm just not giving it up. No, I see, I see, I see. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like uh, Summer League was fun for the Warriors. And, you know, the record doesn't matter because no one coaches it like they want to win. Everyone's got, like, players on specific minutes rotations because of what they want to see. Overall, we got to see Big Jim play three games. Wiseman play three games there. We saw Moody play a couple games uh, on top of what he played in the California Classic. So he's taking up four full games. We got to see Kuminga play four games in summer league overall i would say i'm pleasantly i'm happy with what i saw and we can get into the details but overall positive yeah i think that's the right way to look at it and some of that is complicated i I think the most important thing was because we've seen moses moody and we've seen uh kaminga in a championship environment and with a championship core and a championship team the warriors won the title last year but we haven't seen that with Wiseman so I think it was most important to see what Wiseman looked like we there was a couple G League games but we haven't really seen him in 15 months um playing against this type of competition so I I think that was the most important development there were some up and down stuff from 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 Big Jim um but I think the main takeaway is because there's not much to learn from especially offensively there's not much to learn from fours and fives dependent players in summer league. And I think Mac McClung kind of complicated that um, a little bit offensively for, for Wiseman. But I think the biggest takeaway and the best takeaway. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think the biggest and best takeaway as it relates to the Warriors, I think the thing that matters most from this is James Wiseman, like put a, put to the side how he did, what he looked like. That was mostly positive, but a little up and down and kind of, he looked like himself mostly. 
but he looked physically healthy. He didn't look like there was any restrictions. He was moving well. Um, he didn't look concerned about his his meniscus and his knee. So I think the biggest takeaway from all of this is that Wiseman looks healthy and hopefully and theoretically should be full go from now on. Yeah, so let's start on Wiseman here. Um, by the way, fair call out on Summer League. The thing that's always tough about Summer League is James Wiseman, Jonathan Kuminga, and Moses Moody when he played will not have these roles with the Warriors next year. The Warriors have a one, number 30, Steph Curry, one of the greatest players of all time. And, you know, fresh off of uh, what was one of the more impressive individual finals appearances you will see, um, they're not going to be the featured offensive players. Clay Thompson's coming back. Jordan Poole's coming back. They're going to be complementary players with the first team. So, while it's interesting to see what the Warrior players do, because we all are curious if they're going to be the future, you know, the Warriors want them to be the future, win now, develop now. Uh, we've all heard it, you know. I don't know how much I can read into, like, you know, uh, Jonathan Kuminga hunting a shot or James Wiseman calling for post-ups all the time. But in general, you know, it, it's good to see them play a little bit. So we'll start on Wiseman here. Um, the biggest thing for me was he got better over every th- uh, over the three games. Um, he looked like a guy who had not played in a very long time in the first game and a half, and he still looks like a guy who needs to get a lot of run, but I thought he looked a lot more decisive in the third game. Um, obviously, he hit some spot-up shots. He hit a three, uh, a couple spot-up long twos. I'd like those to all be threes, but it, you know, I think that's just kind of summer league a little bit. And I think he got a little better in terms of protecting the rim and generally trying to rebound the ball. So I'll take that as a positive. Yeah, I think, I think that's correct. I thought at times he looked lost is not right, but like at times technique stuff um, defensively in the pick and roll was a little strange, but he, but you can see why the Warriors drafted him. He is just bigger than everybody else, and he is so physically talented that he's able to make up for a lot of those mistakes. And a lot of those mistakes, I think, because he obviously cares and he's a really smart guy, I think a lot of those mistakes, you mentioned it, he just needs run. He needs reps. So getting him out there, I think, is incredibly important. And I would I would say of the, of those three guys, his role in Summer League is probably going to be most similar to his role with the Warriors. A lot of screens, a lot of dives, a little pick and pop stuff. Um, he and didn't protect do the a rim. lot of yeah, but he didn't do a lot of switching out. Most of it was drops, drop coverage stuff um, in, in Summer League. But I, I was just the fact that he was able to get out there, and you can you can forecast. Okay, it looks like from now on he is going to be able to get those reps and that run because that's what he needs. I look, I'm maybe the last, we say, I say this all the time on your show. I may be the last person on Wiseman Island, but I'm still on Wiseman Island. And there was nothing that dissuaded me. I like, as you mentioned, he got better. It seemed throughout. Uh, He rebounded well today. That has been some of my concern, but he, I I agree with you that he progressed over the, the three games and, that speaks to the fact that he's still a kid and still just doesn't have the reps and hasn't played. So that was good to see. Yeah. And I feel like everything, this needs to be called out. Everything about Wiseman is in context of the Warriors situation. 
Um, I think he played above expectations for a guy who missed 15 months, but is he going to be able to get up to the level the Warriors need him to next playoffs for a team who wants to defend the crown? And they should be thinking title or bust at all times. Like this whole cutesy, well, you know, but it's not fair to him. It doesn't matter. They're a title team. And if he's not ready to contribute at that level come next May, they should be considering other options because they're firmly in title contention mode with one of the 10 or so greatest players of all time. Throwing it away is pointless. So I always like to call that out because people have a very hard time with cognizant dissonance of like me feeling like a player is not ready to contribute to this team does not mean I do not think this will be a damn good player in the NBA in three years. You know what I'm saying? But they also won, a, like, being able to contribute in the playoffs. This team just won a title with nobody over 6'9 playing any basketball, right? They didn't literally not on the roster. They didn't have anybody. So can he replace the, the, the Bielitsa minutes? Maybe. Can he take some of the load from... Sure, uh, that's, that's, what, we're talk- that's right, what we're talking like, about, right? Like, we're, we're not asking him to come in and be like, all right, dude. We need you to, uh, you know, be Bill Russell. Right. This, this, they played. They just. They literally just won a title. Whatever. Three weeks ago, with like Looney, who is six nine, as the only traditional center on the roster. So, well, I, I agree. Off, with Looney's you. going to the Hall of Fame. But yes, <laughs> the, <laughs> Moses Maloon to the Hall yeah. of Loon. Yes, of course. So, so I. This is actually a good time to call it out. Otto Porter played twenty minutes a game in the playoffs. And Bielitsa played 10 minutes a game in the games he played. And he actually played a little more uncertain. He was very much a matchup player. They knew they could play him against teams that weren't pick and roll heavy like Boston. Like, um, like he wasn't playing against Jaw, but he could play a little bit when they went to the uh, – He was good against – yeah, he, he was good against Dallas. He was good against Luka. Yeah. And so um, what we're getting at is 10 minutes per game, 20 minutes per game. Like, can he give you 15 solid minutes come next playoffs – and that's really the lens I'm going to judge him with in terms of what I need from the Warriors this year. The answer today is no, but the answer today was always going to be no. Because right, but what's the answer nine months from now? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter what the answer is today. What I, what I saw today was a player who played three games for the first time in 15 months and got better as the games went on and showed flashes and also showed inconsistent flashes the other way. Um, Basically, what I'm getting at is he didn't do anything that would give you a red flag or anything. It's it's like what you expect, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it is yes. what it is. Now, the, the question is, it, it becomes really interesting. What level can they get him to by next year? Because to me, what's interesting about the Warriors is they changed their coaching staff. Yep, that's, a, that's, uh, under that's, Steve that's the big point here. Yes, continue. After he, after he hurt his meniscus, they have a much more player development heavy coaching staff. Um, and I just want to see how it plays out. You know, the, the pessimist in me says, it's a very risky move after you want a title. You should lean into vets and do that sort of thing. But the optimist in me goes, you know, they've, GP2 found money. Um, Wiggins was universally regarded as the worst contract in the NBA before the Warriors. And by the end of the finals, we're all ready to like 
build a statue to him. Otto Porter Jr. found money. Yeah, I mean, but part of that, we have to be like, some of that could be front office and lake of arrogance, right? Because to me, all of it is 30. But I agree with you. Like, there is a track record of that. But I I think the most- 30 is doing the heavy lifting. It's it's no, 30. No, 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 no. 30 is all of it. All of it, period. Um, none of it. Okay, here's how I feel. Just so I can. Learn. None okay, yeah, of, yeah. None of this matters without thirty. That's always been my stance. Like the player development stuff, um, the drafting, the the free agent signings. That's none of it matters without thirty. But at the same time, you need to succeed on that stuff. Otherwise, thirty sitting on an island with no help. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's fair. I also think I think the phrase that you used two minutes ago, as it relates to Wiseman, is is the right one. And that's cognitive dissonance because this is almost an, almost an unprecedented scenario. He was the second pick for a reason, all of the talent, the size, everything for a team that had championship aspirations was terrible. He wasn't great when he played and then was hurt and they won the title. And now he's coming back, but he is seen as the number two pick. And we are putting those expectations not you and I, but people put the expectations. Uh, that's, that's, of, that's a that's a good point. No generic number two pick, but generic number two pick is not in these situations. Yeah, you don't I mean, you don't throw a number two pick like it has happened, but it happened. It's so rare. You don't throw number, somebody with this kind number, of right. Who's the number two pick this year? Chet Holmgren. Right, and Chet, Chet Holmgren. There, they've been they've been tanking for for years. Right, exactly. So it's it's not fair to put the expectations of standard number two pick onto somebody that has been hurt, didn't have a lot of time in college, and is trying to contribute to a championship team. It's not trying to contribute to a team that is trying to lose a bunch of games. Go out there, get your feet wet, do whatever you want, and like, you know, trial by fire and it works. He's playing for a team that has stakes, and that's that's not usual. Isn't it clear, by the way, that he wants to take 20 shots a game? You know, just just like every, by the way, just just like every other talented top five pick, they they judge their ability to get respect from their peers on their ability to put up 20 points per game. Like that's just that's just the normal thing for young players. It's like I need to show everyone I can score in this league. We even saw Wiggins. Wiggins talked about this. after I think I think Kaminga's going through a little bit of that too, by the way. He is, he is. But it's just like, it's such a normal mentality, which is, by the way, why young players don't win titles. Usually it's veteran guys who are like over that phase of their career who are willing to commit to doing the little things to win, right? Um, anyway, you bring up a, you bring up wait, Kuminga. So let's talk Kuminga real quick. Kuminga, awful first game of summer league. Uh, very disappointing. Oh, he called it. Awful, he, yes. he called it the worst game he's ever played. Bounced back with a second game that was pretty good, ugly, but he kind of he Jimmy Butler the Warriors to the win with like free throw line, even though he couldn't make half his free throws, that sort of thing. Third game was kind of his hallmark game where I was just like, you're seeing the vision of what he could be, and then the fourth game was was up and down, kind of like the second game. In general, they played him on ball more in summer league than they ever will in the regular season. And I know for a fact that was by design. They wanted to see what he could do as a lead ball handler. What we saw as a lead ball handler was flashes and a lot of flashes of the handle's not there and the decision-making is not there either. 
all of this gets back to the point of summer league's not about wins and losses. It's about kind of like playing and seeing what you have with players. Where are you at with Kuminga after summer league? Confused, I think. Um, because you're right, right? He's not going to be able to do those things. I think it is. Well, we're not putting Steph in the corner so Kuminga can just say, you know, I mean, dance, which, dance on which, ball. Which, 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 which version of Kerr is this? Is this 1.0 or 1.5 <laughs> or 2.0 or. It's, it, this is this is five or this is resignation letter in Joe Joe Lacob's office level. <laughs> um, I kind of confused. Um, I'm still I I still think there is a chance that Kaminga is like a multiple time All Star. He has that level of talent, and I understand wanting to let him like explore what he can do in summer league because why not. And I would rather have him do that than Mac McClung. I don't. I would. How about this? I would rather have <laughs> Jonathan Kaminga freezing out James Wiseman than Mac McClung freezing out James Wiseman. Uh, but, yeah, because that didn't serve us any purpose. At least, <laughs> no, no. And this is part of this is part of the problem with summer league and the G League, by the way, is that you know the primary ball handlers are trying to get theirs and they're not like working anything together. Um, there were times that that Kaminga looked just plain too good for summer league. I think. I, the, one of the parts that I do like in him exploring, you know, the primary creation and the ball handling, you mentioned it earlier, is he was a foul magnet. He was just getting to the line over and over and over. And I think that is something, even if he doesn't have the ball that much, and he will not have the ball that much for the Warriors, I think that is part of the game, part of his game that he can take to the NBA because he is still an overwhelming athlete, even in the NBA. Yeah. So like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say I threw the question on Twitter, which I ne- I need to not do. I um, did. I saw that top five. Yeah, five best athlete. Yeah. Name five better athletes in the NBA today. Yeah, I mean, like, but here's the thing: there are some guys that are like on his level, right? Like Zach Levine, even post ACL, John Morant, like those kind of guys. Anthony but those guys are would be the yeah, one but those guys, but those guys don't have his size either. Right. Right. Like uh, the guys at his size, Giannis is up there, but like. Those guys are like the freaks of nature. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, so I, I, I agree. I think he can take this newfound, but he has to stop settling for jumpers. I know the Warriors don't want him taking all that many jumpers. I know they don't want him, even though he looks more comfortable taking jumpers off the dribble than catch and shoot stuff, which is completely against the analytics. I know the Warriors don't want him taking a bunch of jumpers. Yeah, they don't. They don't want him living. Like he seems most comfortable taking that elbow jumper. Like the yes. The, yes. the the Jimmy Butler, the Demar Derozan, um, you know, kind of like elbow uh, extended, like ten, to twelve, fifteen footer. Um, I think the be- I think I his think thing are, is going to be. Are, go ahead, no, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say I don't think the Warriors are building their offense around that this year. So no, but I I think the one thing, and especially in the playoffs, um, you know, where sometimes this is what KD used to always say, right? Like when the system doesn't get buckets, you need some ISO guys who can just get a bucket. I think he can be one of those guys. Yes, off of cuts. Yes, being a garbage man, offensive rebound, putbacks, all of that. But I think he does have maybe not this year, but coming up, he does have because of his athleticism, he does have a like two dribble get towards that 15 footer, put the shoulder into you. Don't push off, but because he's so big and strong and athletic, create a little space, you know, kind of bump the dude off of you and, and get a 15 foot jumper. Cause that's, you're right. That is where he looks most comfortable for whatever reason. He looks more comfortable shooting off the bounce than he does on catch and shoot. He reminds me, and he's nowhere near this right now, 
but a much bigger Jimmy Butler. Uh, and I mean that I love Jimmy and Jimmy at his best. One of the few players who can elevate his game to like a level that like, I like, I wouldn't call him a top five to 10 player, but he could absolutely elevate his game in, in the playoffs. To that in the level. playoffs, he has moments where he's a top five or top 10 guy. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And when I watch Kuminga, I see because they both have the relentlessness to physically get to the line that I don't think you can teach. Like, I actually, I feel very confident. You either have a mentality to do it or you don't. And they both have it. Now, Kuminga has a long way to go with his skill level development to get there. And they both like to kind of base it off of that elbow jumper and then getting their shoulder into you driving. Uh, and then in Jimmy's case, he's become a pretty effective passer out of those situations. Kuminga, yeah. five assists tonight. Two. Tr- I mean, he Kuminga shows flashes. Now, do I think Kuminga's getting there this year? No. Do I think Kuminga's getting there next year? No. But I'm, I'm talking three to four years down the line. I could see that being the archetype of the type of player Jonathan Kuminga will be. Only he's two inches taller and has more athleticism than Jimmy. Um, and, and I say this as, again as a compliment. Like I, I just see when, when you watch players. I don't know if you tell me if you agree with me on this. When you watch players, I feel like you have to build out their game from their natural instincts. Um, yes, I think trying to force a player to be something they aren't like for Wiseman, for example, he really likes to shoot jumpers. So I think it's important for you to kind of teach him, you know, like 18 foot, no 22 and you know, 22.9 good. Right. Like, you know, get him to the three point line, that type of thing. Right. Like you, that, cause like he, he has that in him. And like, if you leave him to his own vices, you just can take a lot of long twos. So you might as well get the, the extra point because I don't, I don't think he shoots the three any worse. He shoots like a 1920 footer. Uh, I 100% agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Kuminga, I, I, Kuminga just has such an aggressive, like Jimmy Butler get to the line mindset. You have to build his game off the idea. He's going to be this guy who run works out of pick and roll, which the Warriors run a ton of with him in picking in summer league. And he's again, got a lot of work to do to clean it up, but like run him out of that and kind of the, the looks that will come out of that. So I think that, yes, I agree with that. Um, and I think you make a really good point about, I think you're, you're, what is it? Sisyphus, right? You're like pushing the boulder yeah. uphill. If you're, if you're trying to change, even young players, if you're trying to change who they are as players, that's a, that is a battle. But I think trying to get players to do, so I always say this, like, basketball is basketball is like life right success in basketball is a lot like life figure out what you do well and do more of that and stay away from what you don't do well you can improve on the things you don't do well but trying to get guys that are like as you said like Wiseman likes shooting jumpers trying to beat that out of him is such an uphill battle I think you make a really good point that it is you're going to do better trying to refine that as opposed to just trying to get him not to do that, because that is going to be a real problem. As it relates to Kaminga, Can, I think Couldn't you that, see, yeah. it, by the way, like, couldn't you see, like, Wiseman under a Tibbs-style coach or, like, an old-school coach that was like, get in the post and post up, and, like, you just see him be miserable and not yes. wanting to play basketball? And it's like, yes, that's just not going to work. That's not, that's not going to work. Like, that might work with, like, a very select player, like, 
20 years ago, but it's not going to work anymore. No, I don't, I don't, I mean, to get the best out of anybody, I don't think it works. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it works at all to even like to get the best out of somebody. You have, they're people, right? So you have to understand that people are different. People are going to have tendencies, what they're more comfortable with, less comfortable with, et cetera. Um, as it relates to Kaminga, I think it, like in keeping with the same conversation, I think one of the things that, because it looks like Kaminga wants to get buckets, right? I think he wants to be seen as a guy that's going to score. He wants to be Kobe. Like, it, it's yes. just so – Yes, it, yes. He's, he's idolized every wing, like, go-to score who operates out of the mid-post. Like, so that's I, what he sees himself as. So to continue that same conversation, look, I think the key to Kaminga's career is the handle. If he gets the handle right and gets the handle tight, I think he can be a multiple-time All-Star. I think that is the one thing – that is going to determine his career. But in the meantime, because he wants to score, he wants that, you know, he wants to have those games where he scores 20. I think that the Warriors can take his summer league, what he did in summer league and push it forward into the season because he is such a good athlete that I think he can score. Cause that's what he wants to do. I think he can score 15, 16 points a game next year. And most of it can just be off garbage. Most of it can be get into the lane, get into the line rather. He's got, you're right. He has to, the free throw thing, he's got to figure out. But getting to the line, getting putbacks, um, you know, the occasional jumper here and there. But he's going to score eight or nine or 10 points a night because he's going to play enough just off junk. And I think that is where like the first step of his career goes from here. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and he did it a little bit last year. By the way, we are going to open this to callers in like two minutes. So if you want to speak, request to speak right now. But um, yeah, you saw it a little bit last year. You saw like the opening shades of it. He would have those games where he would get like 15 to 20 points based off of like cutting off of Steph's gravity. Um Steve Kerr actually would mention it. He's like, I want to play Sean Marion, which made all the sense in the world to me in context of who that Warriors team had last year. It's just like, all right, man, you know, we, we got, we got Steph to get touches, got Jordan Poole to get touches. Clay is out here. You know, he's getting his shots. <laughs> right. Um, Kaminga's out there like the 2034 version of Kaminga when Steph isn't around anymore. Like, oh no, I, I run this. I'm getting buckets here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like it's it's fun to see. Um, before we get to callers, Aaron, anyone else? All right, we we once again did not talk about Moses Moody, which like there's always two people who are like, why don't you talk about Moody? Moody's a vet. We feel confident about Moody. I, I don't I don't know what I really want to say about Moody. No, like, I think I think Moody is the most likely to, if the team next year is as good as the team last year, I think Moody is most likely to contribute to that. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Is there anyone on the summer league team who has you intrigued for their future with the Warriors? Mac McClung? No. Uh no, not Mac, no, not Mac. Um yeah, I mean Witherspoon is interesting, right? I, I think this is a guess you will know better than I do, but I think that the Warriors probably believe that part of the solution to not having GP two around anymore is Witherspoon. And he he has moments where he looks like he can give people problems. Um, what are the Warriors going to do with the open roster spots? Will they be able to get him back to a two-way if that's what they want? All of that kind of, you know, all of, all of those machinations. What, is, what does Iggy want to do? But 
yeah, I think I think Witherspoon is is interesting. He can do a little bit off the bounce. He can make. He's probably a better. He's a better shooter than GP two. He's bigger, but um, yeah, he's he's interesting. I, I think there's a possibility he's like a defensive specialist slash maybe rotation guy. He's he's probably better than D Lee in in JTA. So yeah, why yeah. not? Uh, I want to also call Guy Santos. Guy's probably going to play with the G League team on a non two way. Um, he's a lot better than I thought. Yeah. Six, seven, six, eight wing, uh, a lot of length, a lot of feel. Uh, he, he just, does he not look to you like a Warriors role player? In two, that's, well, that's, years? Like that's the, exactly the right. Jump, yes, he does. He really the, does. The jump shot's got to get a little better, but it's just like intuitively knowing where to cut, where to pass. Can, you can run the offense through him on a possession. I mean, Steve Kerr probably watched him and he's like, "Why didn't we draft that guy in the top ten? You know, like he just looks like, he he just looks like a and a lot of value in that. And shout out to the Warriors scouts for finding a guy who has potential there. Um, I I definitely think he's interesting, which is very rare for a guy to the fifties. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you know. You know, it's like uh, certain teams have a knack for finding guys late in the second round. The Warriors have not recently. They did revamp their entire international and scouting department. So maybe maybe he's a guy in a year or two. Uh, what, but, what, pick, what pick was Smiley? Uh, <laughs> uh, higher than Guy Santos. Oh, but, I'll put oh, it that boy. way. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, to the goons. Omar, my man. Hey, what's up, Sam? Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, so just I want to share my overall thoughts on summer league, and I have a question for you as well. Um, yeah, let's go for it. The way that I think about uh, like how I was evaluating the summer league is both from the lens of what's the role that you know these kids are gonna play on the senior team when they join, but also in terms of the kind of moving target evaluation of you know, there's a lot of resources invested in them. What are, we, what are we thinking of their ceiling? And as far as their, you know, current roles, I know Kuminga and Moody 
they had you know pretty good moments last year. Um, I feel pretty like you know I think they're gonna be fine in rotation spots generally as players like in the regular season at least. More questions for the playoffs, but that's far away. With Wiseman, I feel I gotta be honest. I thought he would be a lot worse than he was. So uh, that's like encouraging. There's kind of some moments, and you know, some of those flashes. The, the, the George Costanza just exceeding the lowest expectations. I love it. Right, he did, he did, and I can see like in the best case scenario, like you were talking about, if you know he he focuses on kind of playing that Javale role, but taking a couple of threes every now and then, probably he can give you ten minutes or so. So I can see all of that. The place where I worry about. Um, like just being honest in terms of just evaluating. Um, I think the ceiling stuff for all of them is a little bit kind of up in the air right now. Like I'm not seeing the um, outright star potential with like any of them at this point. And I think at this point in their careers, like second year players in summer league, you'd want to be seeing some of that, but they also have weird circumstances. It's not like they were in, um, they didn't have long summers like everybody else to work on their skill development. So it's unlikely that Kumingo is going to be able to develop a handle randomly um, in a couple of weeks. So that's kind of my overall thoughts. But in terms of um, my question, just looking at our front court right now, it's a little bit we like Kumingo yeah. and Wiseman have to have big roles. And just by the way that they play, like my ongoing concern is, is there enough oxygen in the room for both of them, given where they like to get touches? Um, their effectiveness being for both of them best around the rim. Um, their proclivity to take, you know, jump shots that they probably shouldn't be taking. Like, how do you how do you navigate that? How do you balance that? And I mean, are you comfortable kind of having them both play together in the second unit with pool? Like, how do you think Kerr should be thinking about this? This is a great question, Omar. Appreciate the call. Um, so, I. I got slack for saying I thought Otto would be a bigger miss than GP2. Um, and I may still be wrong on that one. But my overall point behind it was Otto was a, the very rare stretch big who rebounded and could defend his position. Those guys are not easy to find. Usually stretch bigs are sieves on defense, um, and they rarely rebound. Or if guys rebound, they can't stretch the floor at all. Like he – he fit the Warriors like a glove. He did a bunch of stuff and he made a lot of guys better by virtue of staying out of their way and losing him. I thought sucked uh, cap cap. It is what it is on some level. And part of me is wondering, you know, it, I, I have the same questions Omar does. How do you play Wiseman Kuminga together? Now we do know they're, they brought in Dante DiVincenzo. That's a veteran veteranish. He definitely knows how to play more so than those guys in terms of like how to space, how to uh, make the make the extra pass and just do the general thing. The Warriors value. Also, Jordan Poole has. Um, I, I think he's arrived in the NBA. You know, so it's like if you have Jordan Poole and Dante Divincenzo and maybe another veteran in there, can you get away with Kuminga and Wiseman together? Aaron? I, I well, we're certainly going to find out, and I think you you. I agree. Not a, I, I think both. I think Porter and uh, GP two hurt. Um, losing both of them hurt. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find out because we have to. I I think that perhaps again, like 
this is all 30. <laughs> and I think the Warriors, the front office and ownership, perhaps have gotten too comfortable with like, eh, Steph can figure it out. Um, but Steph is going to have to figure it out because there are as many options as they were, as there were last year. Look, Kaminga and Wiseman are more talented than the guys that, that aren't there from last year, but they're probably not as good. So I think it is going to be a lot of pressure on 30 and, and Draymond to a lesser extent, et cetera, to, to figure it out and make it work. I do think there is, I do think there is something there with Poole and or uh, uh, Kaminga and, and Wiseman pick and rolls. I do think, I think there is something there offensively. But as far as like, is there enough oxygen for all of these guys? Like, I think it might be less of a problem than it may seem because like how long is like in games that matter, how long is Steph not going to be out there? Right. Steph's going to play 36 minutes, 38 minutes in games that matter. And then so, in the so playoffs, it's another it's be 40 and 42. So like how so much another, do we have to figure out really? It's, it's another season where the plus minus for Steph is just absurd and they just cannot, they're just trying to wade minutes without him. Well, look, it's, it's going to have to be right. Like this has been the thing forever. It's going to have to be. Again, I think I think they've gotten too comfortable with Steph figure it out, and Steph has been willing to figure it out, and has you know I, I ran into uh, Bobby Marks <laughs> I think Thursday night at at Secret Pizza in in the Cosmo, and he we were talking about a whole bunch of different stuff, and he he is serious about that take about Steph being the second best player of all time. He believes that, so. Yeah, I mean, but that, I might, that have, to up, a, I might yeah. have to upgrade Bobby's stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby, Bobby's good I was, people. I was not a Bobby guy. Now, I might yeah, be. Bobby's good people. So. But he he did, he was not caught off guard by that. He believes that. So, but again, that that has obviously its benefits. But did he give you? Did he give you his reason for why he's the second best player of all time? Um, because he believes what I believe uh, that Steph is far and away the best offensive player in the history of planet Earth. And when you start there, and then you add on all the accolades, that's so a there's that's a pretty good resume. Yeah, <laughs> yes, Emil, shout I out Secret Pizza. Yes. All right, let's bring up Dante. Dante, what's up, man? Oh, hey, I'm hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good, good. man. Thanks. What's going on, man? Awesome. Hey, uh, actually, I was going to ask if I could ask about kind of a random other player in summer league, uh, non Warriors. Want to get your guys' take on on someone? Sure. Let's go for it. Um, what do you guys think over on the Nets? Like, I don't know. Part of me feels like it seems like he can really score, and part of me feels like he's like almost like Jordan Poole, but like maybe trapped in like the wrong situation. I don't know, but I, I kind of hope he can get out of that uh, there, or the situation just becomes better for him because I don't know. He seems like he has a he has a real knack for scoring at the very least. Oh, you you cut you cut out. Who who are you? What was the name of the player? Yeah. Oh, Cam Thomas. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Um, Dante, appreciate the call. Okay, can we talk about Cam real quick? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Super talented. Yes. He can absolutely light it up scoring. I think everything you need to know about Cam was in that one viral clip of where he basically disrespected Steve Nash for no apparent reason. There's a lot of dudes who can score and do very little else. If you're you're not going to... It tells me a lot about you if you disrespect your head coach when you are a non-proven player on national TV like that. I'll let you take it right now. 
Yes, um, I agree with all of that. Um, he's a bucket getter. I, I think it is interesting. I mean, he got buckets last year in summer league. He got some buckets in the regular season too. Um, I think it is, this is why situation matters, right? Like he was, and he played last year some because they didn't have anybody, but if he's on a team, like, and who knows, right. And because of all the injuries last year and, and because they had uh, so much money in, in their three guys that, you know, you don't have, you have to turn the roster over all the time and you're playing guys that probably wouldn't play otherwise. But situation matters, right? Because what is what is the team the team he's going to be around, assuming he's on the Nets? What is the team he's going to be around this year look like? And if you're a guy that just gets buckets, that's not going to work on a team with with KD and Kyrie. Just like it just doesn't. So I think I think that is going to matter. But he he can play, and there is a role for guys that just get buckets, right? Like Jordan Poole is a guy that just gets buckets, and. Jordan Clarkson is a guy that just gets buckets, and you know there there are every, those every guys. Every team, every team can use one of those guys off the bench. Uh, the problem is he's playing on a team that has three of those guys starting. Correct. And yeah, so I, I don't know. I I didn't like the maturity in that comment either because it's like he's not doing himself favors when he does that sort of stuff. Like say what you want about Steve Nash as the coach, but that's a first foul. It was an interesting you know? eye roll. It's just unnecessary. Just completely unnecessary. You know, we don't, we don't need to do that. Um, also, to the chat, I kind of agree with Patrick. Poole can do more than get buckets. He's actually un... He's I a decent say, playmaker, yes. No, he's getting better at it. He definitely... I could see a scenario where he ends up on a different team and he's just a bucket getter, but he's slowly becoming a little more. So I so, guess my point... You're, no, no, you're like, correct. I, anyway, the found, the found, the foundation and everything about it... like. Lou Williams is a guy I think of as a bucket getter who actually turned into a pretty solid playmaker out of the pick and roll. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of how I look at Jordan Poole. Like if he's in the wrong situation, he's just going to be a guy who gets a lot of like 20 one and ones, you know, but you get him in the right situation. He can kind of evolve the passing and be a little more multifaceted. Yeah, John, you're right. My, my guy, my guy, uh, Jamal Crawford, who is the best dude that I've ever come across in the NBA. But I guess my point is not there's not nothing that he can do. I mean, like one dimensional guys, like like look, Poole basically just gets buckets. He can do a little playmaking, but I mean guys that like just basically have no interest in playing defense and are just completely one sided offensive players, sort of ball dominant, etc. Jordan does have Poole has a little bit more to his game. You're right, but um, that's what Cam Thomas is like. Okay, he's not going to guard anybody. He's just going to go get buckets. He's an offensive player, and that doesn't work when you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on your team, and and Harden last year. Yeah, they're they're, they're not going to do the whole. All right, all right, KD, Kyrie, go stay in the corners. It's camp time. You know, like that's not <laughs> that's not a thing that's happening. Let's let him explore his bag. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending. Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Karima. Hey, fellas. What's up, Aaron? The the best substitute teacher. Oh, okay. <laughs> did, you bring, did you bring me an apple? You know, I would. Here's your virtual apple. Appreciate you. you. <laughs> it's it's a red. What do they call those? Delicious? Red delicious or something like that? Anyway, um, you already like stole my thunder with Quindary uh, Weatherspoon. I love him. Do we actually think he could get that 15th spot? Or is that something Andre is going to kind of like have? And so what does that do for Quindary? Like, can we not have him like, on a contract or does he go back to a two-way and finally oh what was the last thing that i wanted to say because aaron threw me completely off but um hey i can't even remember but thanks guys hey kareem i appreciate you as always um i'm calling it right now i think quindary's on the roster um Interesting. They have they have way too many roster spots open right now i'm gonna run through the math right now all right Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, Looney, Poole, Moody, Kuminga, Wiseman. I'm up to nine. Dante DiVincenzo is 10. And both Patrick, draft picks are 11 and 12, right? Yeah. I think it's have, 12. Yeah. So we're, at, we're, and we don't know if Rollins will be on a two way or not. So I think Rollins is going to get a major roster spot. But anyway, we got Keanu. Well, I, I think it's last I Keanu's checked. I think it's on a, on a yeah. two way. So. I think they're going to my, – my gut feeling is they're going to get someone on a two-way and they're going to get two more roster guys and they're going to leave the 15th spot free for camp. Yeah, so my guess is – I think it's 12 including both rookies on having real on the spot. So I think it's two – my guess is two – here's my, my guess is what, what the team would hope is that – Two, they'll get two vet minimum guys, leave the 15th spot over for either either camp competition or Iggy if he wants. You'll have to let you'll have to wave uh, Witherspoon, and if he doesn't get claimed by anybody and brought onto their real roster, that he'll come back and be the Warriors' other two way. That would be my guess as to what the Warriors' plan and hope is. But some of this is contingent on what Iguodala decides he's going to do. Um, you can go with 14 guys. You're allowed to have 14 guys on the roster, but um, I think, I, and I'm not. I from what I have heard, I haven't seen any indication that uh, that Iggy is going to make any dis- a decision anytime soon, or is going to let the Warriors know anytime soon. Obviously, the Warriors would like that, but um, I think the hope is that the Warriors get Witherspoon back on a two way. Yeah, I, I mean. You could be right, and actually, I don't necessarily disagree with you on that. So I do think, uh, to Karina's larger point, I think he's been back with the Warriors. Whether it's on a full contract or two-way, we'll see. My gut feeling is they signed one more two-way and two roster guys, so there's three spots. Uh, Quindary may end up being the two-way guy. Andre may end up getting one roster spot, and they may use the – they're going to use one roster spot on a stretch big, and that could be Wancho. It could be – you know, like a guy who's not like really a big, but like the Warriors will play him as a big. Like they're going to at least sign one guy 
who's a quote unquote auto Bielitsa replacement. That's my feeling. Are, are you sure they don't think Wiseman is the auto Bielitsa stretch? I'm a hundred percent positive because they can't possibly enter the season with just two guys who are bigs on the I'm three, I guess, if you count Draymond, like they just need, and, and I'm not saying it's going to be a guy who's going to play. They just need a guy who can play when <coughs> Looney or Wiseman are out or Draymond's getting rested, you know, like a Bielitsa type. It's going to be more of a Bielitsa type than a um, auto type is my guess. But like just a, just a, just a pure depth, like, Okay, like Wancho did not have a good season last year, but he's clearly an NBA. He's player. also a good actor. If he's he's he is. Um he looked like he could really defend in that movie, which is great acting. Um <laughs> uh I, I think like a guy like that where you're like, all right, he might not play for five games, but like the starters are rested, you throw him out there for fifteen minutes, he does his job. Like you they just need a guy like that because I don't think Patrick Baldwin is ready to be that guy, honestly. And um Given his injury history, like they need someone else in there, and quite frankly, like you, are you really going to just sign more six four guys? I mean, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> um, I'm just not convinced the Warriors agree with you. I feel pretty confident on this take, um, but we'll, we'll see. Well, we'll good, see. By the way, good, by the way, good. <laughs> All right, last call of the night. Let's get Gio up here. Gio, what's up, man? What's up, guys? How's it going? Like, well, yeah. Like what vets do you guys like want to see in this roster? Like who are these like 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 big men and like wings out there that you guys want to see in this roster? Because I don't see any really that are like that useful. Right. I appreciate it. The one I want to see, um, and we'll see if he gets bought out. But uh, he's on Oklahoma City, and I don't think they have a roster spot for him. And they're just praying someone will trade for him is uh, Jermichael Green. That's the one I want to see because he fits that role as a vet who can do stuff and you can throw him into a game and feel fairly confident that he knows what to do and he can play comfortably, but like not so good that you have to play him over Wiseman. Otherwise, you're dealing with like locker room drama type of thing. That would be the number one guy, yeah. but he's not bought yeah. out yet. So no. I, th- I think that is an interesting name of the free agents you men- mentioned, Hernan Gomez. Um, there was that, you know, uh, workout Dre and Boogie worked out in uh, in Vegas. Uh, I would be surprised if the Warriors... I don't think they're taking Boogie. Yeah, <laughs> I would be surprised. Because Boogie, Boogie's, right. I, I don't think Boogie's comfortable not pl- like he's. They're not going to put somebody in front of Wiseman. You have to be able to, yeah. Yeah, he, and he's not the vet to like. He's, you know, like the Lakers had Jared Dudley three years ago. Yeah. He's not comfortable yeah. doing that. You know, he's not that guy. Well, the, the Andre so. Iguodala, right? They're like, you're kind of just a coach, but you play kind of. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I think uh, Hernan Gomez is my backup. Um, there's not a lot no, out there. No, there is not. So I, I kind of hope they get one of those two because they both fill the role I'm talking about. Um if they don't get one of those, it's, it's slim pickings. I mean, it's slim pickings right now. I mean, it's slim pickings right now. It, it is, but it's slimmer. Yeah, slimmer you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Appreciate you. Aaron, I appreciate Anytime, you coming brother. on. Anytime, brother. We'll call it a day.